Hey everyone, this is Tom McCaffrey. Uh, welcome to Last Exit to Brooklyn, LE2B. Um, this is a uh, special episode. Um, uh, I'm going to uh, play a uh, interview I did with Janine Garofalo a little while back. Um, it took me a while to uh, piece it together and get the audio all in order. Um, when you listen to it, you'll notice my voice is not as loud as hers because I am not mic'd uh, very well. Uh, but you can still kind of hear me and you can hear her, which is probably the more important part. I know everyone wants to know what I'm saying the whole time. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting interview. She's, uh, I, I was, uh, I, I've been a fan of hers for a long time. Um, I was a fan of hers, uh, when I first heard about her, uh, when reality bites came out, which I was in college and I really loved that movie. And yeah, I've, I followed her career uh, ever since then, and it was really uh, this interview. I was you know expecting to be, you know, inter- it was going to be interesting to me. But she uh, really, really, I feel like went deep on things that I did not expect her to talk about. She she talks a lot about uh, her career and the ups and downs of it, and how it made her feel, and how she felt at the time when I was interviewing her, and. Uh, just a lot of it, it. It was very uh, revelatory. I don't know. Kind of told me that that things were a different way behind the scenes. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but you'll see. It's very interesting. She. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, SNL um, when she was there because I remember that was like a really big news story. Uh, I don't know that she really wanted to talk about it that much, but I brought it up and she did talk about it. Um. So, yeah, before I get into it, uh, please rate and review uh, this podcast. Please subscribe. Uh, please join our Patreon for uh, bonus content like this one that you're about to hear with Janine Garofalo. And uh, our sponsor is Silk City Hot Sauce. Uh, you can go to uh, SilkCityHotSauce.com to order their hot sauce. And if you use the promo code Brooklyn, you'll get 20% off all your hot sauce products and that should fulfill your hot sauce needs silk city hot sauce so that's all for me and uh let's get into this interview with uh comedy icon janine garofalo uh well when i first started in you know pursuing stand-up comedy i was 19 um and i was in college i knew i wanted to be a comic i guess my idea of success at that time was to get on letterman Okay. Uh, that was a huge goal, and to be uh, a comic, I aspired to be as as interesting as George Carlin, who was a favorite comic of mine since childhood. I wanted to be a comic that uh, people would actually go see. You know, if they heard, oh, Janine Garofalo is performing, that it would right. be something they, oh, I would like to see that. That would, and, and be on Letterman. That was my success. So, and uh, to meet Albert Brooks. Okay. So initially it was, you just wanted to stand up. Yeah, I didn't start acting until I was 27. Okay. And, and that wasn't, was that a goal of yours when you first started? It, it wasn't. Um, I would have, uh, I also loved SCTV, um, which was the sketch comedy show that, that came on the same time, actually, that SNL did, but never got as much coverage, you know, with uh, Catherine O'Hara and Joe Flaherty yeah, and yeah. those guys. Um, I would have been interested in being an actor in that way, in a sketch comedy way. Um, right. But I didn't think in terms of acting 
in film or television show or and with that, like that did that naturally just come out of the stand-up it did um it came from my friendship with gary shandling and ben stiller um when i was 27 i was cast in the ben stiller show and the larry sanders show uh at, right, at right, the same yeah. time um that was just luck just pure right, right. being in the right place at the right time and uh, when you started doing films and TV, did uh, your definition of success change at that point, or was it just kind of like, oh, I'll do this kind of as an offshoot of stand-up? I was just uh, stunned and flattered anybody was asking me to act in anything, and I was, the only, I guess, calculation I made about that was, this will help my stand-up uh, audience, you know, it will right. enlarge my stand-up audience, that if I am seen in other vehicles, perhaps then uh, more people will come see me as a stand-up. And that's not to say people should see me, you know what I mean? Like, I'm great. I just was having trouble on the road and stuff, you know, getting interest in, in, in bookers booking me or even garnering enough, um, as they say, asses and seats. Right, right. Um, and to, when you started to, doing TV and films, did that it, Yeah, that, it, up? It, it definitely improved ticket sales. Really? Um, which like... helped bookers be interested in booking me. Right, and when that started happening, was it, um, did you notice a change in the audiences? Like, would people come specifically to, from seeing you in something they expected maybe? Well, actually that, the only time that there was an, I guess an, an issue between what people expected to see and what was happening was after The Truth About Cats and Dogs is a movie I did, um, years ago, which was a very light romantic comedy, very kind of broad appeal mass with audience. Uma with Uma Thurman, right, and, and Ben Chaplin and, um, and Jamie Foxx. And uh, there was a certain type of audience that was coming to see me do stand-up that was not uh, that happy about certain material I was doing. Now, I don't work blue or anything like that, but yeah. they expected a lighter kind of um, I guess more broad appeal stand-up, which unfortunately I'm not capable of, and, and I don't say that in a bragging way. I'm just saying I'm not a joke, a good joke writer. Right. I don't have the ability and the discipline to write like uh, economical jokes that are surefire winners. Right, right. I tend to ramble a lot, as you can see now. I, I am uh, right. very when chatty. You, when you would. Uh... When that would start to happen, maybe you notice that where some people would come see you from having a perception of you from, uh -huh. like, say that movie, that Cats and mm -hmm. Dogs. Uh, how did that affect you at all negatively, or was that kind of like you were just happy that people were just, you were getting to a broader audience? I was happy that there was more people. It only affected me negatively if somebody waited after the show to tell me that they were disappointed in me. That always affects me negatively. negatively. Uh, criticism hurts me terribly. I don't have a thick skin about it. It doesn't roll right off my back. I, you know, I, I would prefer to be well liked. I, I, right. I don't have that attitude of like, you know, fuck them if they, at all, at all. I, it, it, so when sometimes people would take the time to tell me like that, I didn't like that. You know, that, that, that's not what I expected. Uh, a, that's not my fault. You know, what, what yeah. you expect to see from a fictional character in a movie and B, um, my feelings are hurt. I didn't say that, to, you know, you've hurt my feelings. Sometimes I do say that to people, but right, right. Um, I didn't know how to, 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 to explain to them. Like, I, I couldn't have anticipated 
yeah. what your view of me was, since we don't know each other. Um, and did, I just, did you, when all that started happening, because around that time was when you started to have kind of your, your, you know, kind of going from just being a stand-up to having a lot of success. Right. And how, like, how was that experience? Was it, was it at all what you had maybe expected it would be, or was it just... I didn't expect any, you know, I'd never planned, for, I didn't expect it. And it's also never like I was... Um, enormously successful, uh, uh, you know, and it, it read, read, you know, going to con films, right. you, know, you know, that type of thing. And I didn't have paparazzi issues. And, and, and at that time, you got to remember in the early and mid nineties, there wasn't the tweeting and the, right, all the right. sites and all that, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, so I was, uh, was it ever off-putting? Did you ever, because you weren't expecting it, was it ever like, Oh, I'm not. No, the only off-putting part was criticism. Uh, I didn't realize I was as unattractive as some people felt that I was or that, uh, you know what I mean? Like there's another thing that would happen is sometimes it, in reviews or, or whatever, there would be Things that didn't seem related. negative comment, comments made. That, why is that relevant? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you think I'm overweight or, or uh, uh, you know what I right, mean? Like unattractive, wired. Or yeah, that that didn't exist like the fashion policing. But I did. I think in one year I was on uh, the worst dress list of like Blackwell, People Magazine. Um, Joan okay. Rivers did take issue with what I wore to the Emmys one year. That she like it literally lost her mind on on the show and um, she she uh, said something like uh, uh, bag ladies. It would be an insult to bag ladies or something like that. And right. then she said she's a pig about me. And um, Wait, was this like early on? Like this was early in ease, uh, starting yeah. to comment on people's fashion. And uh, did that get I like? Was, did, did that just get kind of when when that would happen? Was it just very like? Oh, I don't. Even, it was jarring. And did it even seem like a thing you'd ever even have to deal with? I never. No, uh, no, I never anticipated it. And it was. It's just one of those things that I cannot believe you uh, care about my outfit being not up to right. your standards and um, that kind of thing. But that's, uh, you know. Also, did you ever find when you uh, were getting that uh, big success, like being recognizable, was that ever affecting your your art, your creativity? Did you ever feel like? I never use the word art with me. I always feel embarrassed. Like I never, I don't refer to myself as an artist. I haven't right. earned that yet. And I don't consider what I do a craft or art or anything. Um, I just felt very lucky at the time, you know, I had uh, uh, some some decent success for a finite amount of time uh, that I didn't expect in the 90s, you know. Um, yeah. I'd say from about 92 to about 2002, I had a lot of opportunities and a lot of success. And then it went away, um, which actually felt more normal in a certain sense because... Um, when it went away? When it went away... Normal? Even though it hurt me terribly, and it still to this day hurts me to think about, oh my gosh, it just ended, and I'm, I'm not as popular as I once was with you know certain people, right. casting directors or directors. So that hurts my feelings because it feels personal. It may not be personal, but it feels personal. But then, in another sense, it was like, oh, I always suspected no one liked me. Right. You know what I mean? So it was, oh, they they finally. You know, it finally right, right. happened that I was exposed as an untalented person, and right. now, now it's the way it was prior to '92. Um, where you felt like it was maybe I call it luck when I had that luck. When you had that luck, yeah. Um, you notice at all like a shift 
of how people around you that you had known for a while? Were Not people that I'd known for a while, but I noticed that there'd be differences in the way people interacted with me just in general right. um, at airports. Or just like, you mean like strangers? Or <clears throat> strangers, like yeah, both good and bad. There'd be strangers who were just very, very nice to me for no reason. Right. And then some who were quite critical, unsolicited. Um, but there would be like uh, just perks, like perks, yeah, and then negative negative comments, which actually really peaked during the Bush era uh, because uh, okay. of, you know, um, you being ready. against the war and yeah. stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> then the negative comments really happened, and then also that factored into why this, the luck and success went away. Right, uh, right. Because as a female, you're not allowed to be, um, <clears throat> to talk about your politics. You want some water? No, 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 I'm, it's because I changed my uh, as a female, you're not allowed to to talk about your politics in, in a blunt or honest way, especially if they're uh, liberal. Right. Males, if you're Sean Penn or Alec Baldwin or whomever, it's fine. Which is the sort of the way it is in life in general. Males have a lot more leeway. Right. Um, Do you think that affected at all when you started to be more outspoken about? Oh, that absolutely, part? absolutely. So was, because it was also remember that era. Yeah. Um, where no one could say. Anything. Where you weren't allowed to say right, like anything. The Dixie or something. Right. Which they did nothing wrong. Right, no, did no. nothing wrong. Uh, but of course, if you're a right winger, you can say anything, and there's no punishment. Right. But if you're uh, if you uh, are on the left or as a or reasonable, you know, what I mean, like that people say left, right or left. But I'm saying, saying if you're in, interested in social justice issues or transparency in government right. or things like that, that you can't talk about, especially if you're female and quote unquote not attractive. You know what I mean, right, like right, that. Right. In a time of quote unquote. Uh, I hate to say war or like post 9 11 or with Bush or anything. There was, a, in a time of a real right wing authoritarian right. Um, narratives going on, people get really scared. You you know, and not just in in the business of, of entertainment, but in all, cowards come out of the woodwork who are so frightened that you will be a reason that less people will come see something or pay. See, for a movie yeah. ticket or anything like that. Right, right. So, uh, like I said, but only if you're female, really. Right. And only <laughs> if you're uh, on the left or, or... Right, right. I hate using phrases like that on the left or right. But, um, yeah, it, it, doesn't affect, it doesn't affect others. The, the worst crime you can commit uh, is actually not selling product. Right, right. You, you're the product. So I suppose if I was still very uh, desirable in the marketplace and was speaking that way, people would have been more okay with it. It just so happened that it also corresponded with a dip that was happening already in my right, career. Right, right. But it never entered into your mind like, oh, I can't, if I keep doing this then... This oh, it entered, it entered into my mind, but there's, you kinda, there's I, I felt like I was doing the right thing. And uh, then I went to work at Air America. Yeah. radio station because I felt it was important um, and that of course really upset you know my managers and agents and stuff right, like right. that so I was there for about two years which really uh, yeah. you know affected Santa but also I don't forget I was getting older as, yeah. a, as a as a female and there's not a lot of parts to go around for uh, you know is that um, was that a thing that you found was it even even when like at the peak was it kind of like there weren't a lot of... Well, at the peak, when, when I was in the mix, as, 
I don't know how, uh, what, however you want to call it. When I was yeah. lucky, I had access to lots of opportunities, some of which I don't know that I deserved. Um, when the luck ran out, I now have no access to opportunities, some of which I feel I do deserve a shot at. Right. That's just the nature right, of right. it. And, and you mentioned before that when that, around 2002, when it started to... It was already starting to ebb, but also I had a yeah. drinking problem. That was another, uh, uh, okay. another factor uh, that was personally slowing me down. Okay. I, I, I don't drink anymore. <clears throat> I had... Right. I have... I Learned my lesson there. I stopped drinking in 2001, but already the, some of the damage had been done um, with, with my ability to do a good job and stuff like that. Again, if I had been a male who was, uh, that's still fine, believe me. There's, right, right. Uh, you can drink as much as you want. <clears throat> in fact, as a male, you got to go as far as Mel Gibson to be, right, to right. be people going, should I cast him? As a female, all it takes is one tiny thing, yeah. and people are like, nope. Nope, nope. Right, and Mel Gibson still has. He still can, he still yeah. is cast in things. Still doing, okay. Yeah. Do you ever have a moment of wanting to maybe walk away from it like it was too much? Never. Have no, 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 no. I realized how a lucky I was. I had wanted to be a comic since since I was a kid, and I. Did it ever feel alienating at all or lonely when you did? You ever feel like maybe there are people you you didn't who couldn't kind of understand what you were going through. Um, no, it never. The only time I felt alienated, and lonely, was when shows were bad or reviews were bad. Right. That that's just you know personal. Uh, I didn't feel you know I, I still uh, have um, many of the same friends from when I started stand up. Also, I'm still friends with high school friends, college friends. You know, right. no, nothing changed. And also, um, if you look back over the years, I was never a part of like going to parties and red carpet events. You know. There were some I had to go to, to for the purposes of you're obligated, so you do a film, right, right. you must go to a screening or something. Right. Uh, but I was never a person that was in gowns and uh, a muse for a designer or advertising product right. like the face of L'Oreal. Not, none of those things. So my life didn't, you know, I had roommates till I was 30 still. Right. Uh, you know what I'm I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. I lived in a house with, with roommates till I was 30. And, um, was that just kind of something you just? It just uh, I just liked it, and I was had been there, and I stayed right. there. And then when I was thirty, I moved to New York for a, a brief stint on SNL, and that was the first time I didn't have them. And then when I went back to LA after I left SNL, I had roommates again, <laughs> and I, then I moved into an apartment on my own. Uh, can I ask you about SNL? I guess, but there's nothing very interesting for me to say. It's been well-trod territory. I was there for about a minute and a half a long time ago. Right. And what was that? Because um, I remember when that was happening, I saw you in the interviews, and the way I perceived it was that you weren't very happy when you were... I wasn't happy with the material. Was um, that the main problem? Yeah, well, A, I was drinking heavy, too, so I wasn't happy okay. with me. But beyond that, even if I was sober, the the at that time, you know, that, that show's been on so long, it has ups and downs and yeah. better years and... Uh, better episodes. It was, in my opinion, when I was there at the time. A, they had, they didn't need me. I brought nothing to the table. Um, that, you know, there's a, there was a, a, a large cast, and I felt that, oh, they, you know, nobody will notice if I'm not here. I should probably go. Right. Um, but also, the level of material that was being done, in my opinion, was very, very, very uh, lowbrow, and and I just it wasn't the type of comedy that 
that I was interested in doing. And was that a show, with, uh, I remember you talked earlier about the, the idea of success when you first started doing mm -hmm. it. Was that, because a lot of people go into comedy, they're like, oh, SNL, I want to be on SNL. Was uh -huh. that ever a thing when you first started, like aspiring to be on SNL? No, I didn't, I didn't. I never anticipated I would be asked. You know, it, it never occurred to me. Of course, I grew up with the show and yeah. watched all the time. I was a bigger fan of SCTV, but I liked SNL very much. Yeah. It was a Bill Murray. I still am a Bill Murray fanatic. I just yeah, yeah. love Bill Murray, uh, among other cast. Jan Hooks. I mean, there's been a million great cast members over the years. And there's been a million great shows over the years. Then there's been equal amount of very bad ones. Right, right. But even it wasn't from a, the early days. Of that but it wasn't the thing where you were like, oh, this is my, no. I can't believe I'm doing this. This is my dream. Oh, oh when, when I got there, I was like, I can't believe they asked me. But it wasn't a dream. But it wasn't a not thing either. Right. You know, well, when, was, when you started doing it, was there ever an experience of like, wow, this is nothing like how I thought? Yes, I was like, this is not fun. Right. Uh, it was very fun the night of the show, live, and you'd hear Don Pardo saying the names and stuff. Yeah. That was thrilling. And then getting to meet the different bands and hosts and living in New York, all of it was, was uh, all, any of it, yeah, Alec Baldwin, any of it, you know, yeah, what yeah. a thrill. And, uh, or. I just heard you understand um, a bit about music. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh, he, and so that was thrilling. And living in New York is thrilling. And doing live television is thrilling. What was not thrilling was the kind of work that was being put forth right, right. that season. That's all. But I, I never left there in a diva way, although I'm sure others would feel that I was being a dick. Um, right. I honestly felt like no one will miss me. I'm not contributing. There's, you know, there's, there's, there's no reason I need to be here. And I don't mean that in a diva way. I'm saying I'm not bringing anything to the table. Stuff that I write is not getting on anyway. Um, and there's, I think, about 15 cast members. They have more than enough people to cover all the bases yeah. here. And... Um, I just remember what happened. It, it, I remember because you left in like. I left midway, but also Ben. Don't forget Ben Stiller left right. after five weeks. Catherine O'Hara left after one day. Oh really? Um, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, I don't know why people kept asking about it. I guess because it's unusual when people tell the truth in yeah. an interview. And do you feel like maybe that was an example of like the media trying to be like, "Oh, this is a story here. We're going to make this like." I guess, but it's, who cares? It's a, they th may think it's story, but also. Um, I think in interviews, people are not accustomed for you to answer the question they're asking. Right. Like uh, the what, what I just said to you about, A, I was drinking too much, so I was personally not fit. Uh, right. I was not on my A game, whatever, if I've ever had an A game. But, uh, and B, the level of the humor, in my opinion, was, was subpar. They're not prepared for you to say that. Right. Uh, you're supposed to... Say something else, and then also you're supposed to say, "No, I loved it. I loved everyone I worked." I didn't. Yeah. Uh, th and it seems unusual when somebody says that. So clearly, they need to to deal like, like and so the need is to paint a portrait of the person in some way. I, in my case, and I think a lot of people's case, you don't pursue entertainment uh, because you don't have a degree of narcissism. Yeah. That you know, uh, now uh, luckily for me, there's a, a, a large degree of self-loathing that tamps me down. But for the most part, think about it. Look at me, laugh at me, clap for me. Right. Uh, I want to be seen. So that's a degree of narcissism. Yes. Yeah. Even uh, you know, if you if you were going into to to acting, just as an example, uh, for the purest of intentions, you wouldn't move to L.A. You'd be in a, a theater company in Chicago, you know, or in Minnesota or 
wherever, or Vancouver, right. and you'd be doing your theater or doing your stuff, with or without the cameras rolling. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. But for the most part, if you're going to LA, which many of us did and do, there's a reason for that. Uh, to be seen by more people and to hopefully make a decent amount of money doing it. Right, right. So it's disingenuous for anyone to say, uh, who has moved to LA to, to do it yeah, and gotten well, an agent. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, New York, you can still do it. You could, yeah. you know, in New York, you can certainly be an actor who does great work and works all the time without anyone outside of the, right. the viewer uh, on the night they see you knowing your name. And lots yeah. of people do that. It creeps up on you. You know what I mean? Like, like all of a sudden, you're in a, in a big movie you didn't want to do. It just, it just, it, it right, happens, right. and you get a lot of pressure from your managers and agents to do said movie because they get a commission. Yeah. Um, and so they talk you into it, and also you don't go into any movie or TV show thinking it's gonna suck. Yeah. You have a, an idea like, oh, maybe, maybe this will be good, or, or, or maybe I can contribute in some way that that will, that will be good, or I can do some work I'm proud of. And then, of course, you have no control whatsoever over right, right. the finished and product. Did you ever have an experience when you were in that, that time period of your greatest luck where someone, you were doing something and someone was asking you to do something that was all the time. completely against the I knew, I knew, I, you don't even have to finish that question. Right. Yeah, there's all the time I would choke on dialogue. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like Because you just, you felt like it was this horrible dialogue or? Oh yeah, or like a hack a hack premise or like, the, or, or sometimes you'll start a movie and then all of a sudden script revisions come in after you have signed on, on the dotted line and you're in and you're already shooting, yeah. all of a sudden the movie is different right. than the one you agreed to do. Well, that's Did tough you shit. ever, was there ever a time where you're like, I'm not doing that, I'm just walking away? Uh, well, there's been times where I said, I, I would meet with people and, and say, what, 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 what is this or why is this like this? And again, nothing will get you a bad reputation faster. And right. believe me, nothing is more contagious than the idea that you're, that you're difficult. And I guess you could say in my case, if you're a hack, yeah, all right, I'm difficult. Insofar as I'm asking questions. Right. If, you, uh, if I believe that you are uh, really uh, doing a good job uh, and you care about this project, I am not difficult, but unfortunately, uh, like I said, it, it, damage is done. The idea of it spreads like wildfire, and there's nothing more powerful than a rumor or an idea right. or gossip, and there's nothing I can do about that. Um, and also, you hear that about 90% of any actors, again, mostly female, and this is not a woman's studies course at Evergreen University. Uh, I'm just telling you, this is it. Just like life, females are, are and, and people of color are held to a different standard, right. um, as uh, and, and more easily mocked and marginalized. I, right. I don't know why, but especially females. And um, once it has been decided, you are difficult. It. It's like there's a phone tree or something, and right. um, it, it just doesn't matter. Like, it, like I said, you got to go as far as Mel Gibson to be labeled right. difficult as a guy. But now, if you are labeled difficult, but you still put asses in seats, okay. The, you know, if, if money is still being made off your back, that's fine. But I was never in that position of being a, right, right. a person that 
could open a movie or, or you know, there wasn't like there was money being made and I was, if you're a hack, difficult. Um, right, right. Does that, do, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, How's it changed from when you first started to do stand up to now? Like, what do you oh no, it's still the same. I would love to, uh, to acquire, uh, again, access to opportunity. I would love, I would love it if I was, if I was able to go back in um, and have luck again. Right. I, I would, I would be really happy about that because it's very difficult when it goes away. It, it's just, it's just hard. And like I said, if, when you lose access to opportunity, it's, it's painful. I mean, honestly, I, I can only, I can only speak for me. I don't, I don't know how other. Right. But it's very painful to watch. Um, projects go by that you would love to participate in. Um, and it's painful to watch people you've worked with a bunch and, and, and that are your friends right. moving on without you. And you don't know what, what, what is, what's different now. And, Does that um, get easier as you go on? No. Yeah. No, no, it's still... Um, because I need validation, clearly. I wouldn't have pursued right. what I'm pursuing. I, I, I am a, a person... I guess many people feel this way, but I don't know. But I do need validation from outside sources. I really do. I really like it when people like me or like what I'm doing or like my stand-up or if I, you know, am in something that they feel the work was good. Right, right. It's important to me, and it's important to work as in any line of work. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. Being employed makes you feel better about yourself right. when you are unemployed no matter what your line of work, you become depressed <clears throat> because you lose uh, a sense of self or a sense of purpose or structure. Right. Um, uh, and it's no different. You know what I mean? Uh, so, and I can control stand-up. I can still do stand-up. I can't control the other stuff. I can't make people hire me. Right. And so when I am unemployed in, in acting, and, you know, I've, and I've done a lot of uh, work over the, uh, since 2002 that nobody's ever seen. I tend to now be in movies that go straight to DVD or right. don't have enough money to get released. And um, I'm always happy that I'm actually doing something. But it would be nice if um, there was, again, the type of, of access that yeah. I used to have to certain things. So I, it, it, it's, it, it seems almost inconceivable to audition for a studio film now. Like, right, right. Uh, it's, I just can't imagine it happening anymore or to even get an offer because sometimes you go to offer only like right, this right. um, and it used to be during the lucky period it was just offer only um, oh, and, really? it was just like, yeah, yeah yeah you get to a point where I don't know why I'm not saying it's fair yeah. um, it's um, and I'm sure the agents have something to do with it behind the scenes in your name yeah. but you know when you start in your career you have to audition right and then, yeah, and yeah. then hopefully you achieve a certain level where people go okay I trust her I'll offer it. Right, right. Don't right. need to audition. It's gone back now to uh, even a level below. She's got to audition because it's it's a it's a no. I don't want to see her. Uh, right, right. I've seen it, or I've heard things. What what whatever happens. Like well, I wouldn't even think that, or that someone else would think like. I don't even think there is asked. a perception of me anymore out there, especially if people under thirty, or whatever. I have no web presence. I think and, there is, but I, I guess maybe it's just like. Obviously, it's difficult because you're the person, but... I don't know. I, I feel like... Because, uh, you know, what happens every once in a while is somebody will say, you know, no offense, but you look like Janine Garofalo. I, I, no offense, but I'm like... Wow. Uh, well, none taken. 
Uh, and then sometimes yes. they'll say, whatever happened, to, whatever happened to her? Um, when they don't know that it's me, and then I'll say it's me, and they'll say, why did you quit acting? Which is like getting punched in the face. Right. Um, and I get embarrassed, and sometimes I'll say I didn't. Um, and other times I'll say, oh, I just started working at a bookstore, because <laughs> I don't feel like saying right, I didn't. Because right. uh, now you look at people's careers, and they're like hot, and then it's like done immediately. It's the perception of no, I'm not talking, I'm just I saying. I know, like, because there's some people that are like, how many movies can, and I love Paul Rudd, believe me. I'm a huge Paul Rudd fan and have been for years. How many movies can you do? Right, right. How many times can I see the yeah, right, same right. group of uh, funny guys right. in a group with their girlfriends that don't get good lines in the script? Right, uh, right. Same people over and over and over and over. And yes, you could say, okay, good for them. That's love. All right. And, and I, do, I do applaud their success because, you know, they, are, they, they pursued it and, and it worked. The problem I have is is uh, that is is not their fault. It's the casting directors and directors and producers above them who refuse to allow right. the possibility. And I'm not even trying to be a main person in a movie. I'm telling you, uh, I'm talking about number fourteen on the call sheet. If you're you know, the call, right, right. I don't even care if it's uh, the role of the pizza delivery person. Uh, I just like to work. Yeah. That is even off the table. So my definition of success is to just work. You know, you think because you stopped trying to pursue that or just No. No. Okay. I did not I mean for two years I worked yes, I worked at the at Air America and that was my passion. Um, and, and so yes, I was doing that and then I also simultaneously was doing uh, West Wing. Um, yeah, and, and for that were, were you, you were doing twenty four. That was after. Um, yeah. after West Wing. And then I was on 24 for one season. And I was on Criminal Mind Suspect Behavior that was mercifully, mercifully canceled. Right. Because, um, I, I, again, I think my, at least my perception was that, first of all, you still were doing things. I'm still working a, a bit. You know and what I also, mean? And also that if you weren't when you're not, it's mm -hmm. because you're not interested in that. That's what it seems like. No, no. I'm very interested okay. in working. And also don't, also, don't forget in the crime procedural, the leak procedural on ABC, NBC, or CBS is the elephant burial ground of actors. Um, it's either for when you're just starting out, and that's fine. Right. Or it means you're older and movies are no longer on the table for you. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And that's I, I, not, not a criticism of anyone involved. I'm just saying there's a reason certain people wind up on these yeah. paint-by-number. I do know what you mean, but I feel shows. like no one, most people would. No, 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 and it's not a condemnation. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, work is work. You want to work, but nobody chooses. And if they if they say they did, they're lying. Right. Um, especially if they had a viable career, and it doesn't have to be in movies. It could be in many things. Right. But you don't wind up on these shitty medical or legal procedurals, um, right? Which are torture porn mo mostly. <laughs> at least the, the the crime ones are not so much the medical ones. Right, right. But you don't go there because. Boy, I always wanted to be on this craptastic um, right, right. show that it's just, a, you know, they're just making sausage at a factory, these churning out these shows because they get high ratings. Yeah, yeah. But that is not, and you'll see a lot of formerly very recognizable faces from huge movies and stuff. They didn't go there, uh, you know, to these shows. Right, right. Willingly. I mean, yeah. You know? I mean but they're happy, and, and it is good work, and, I, and you're happy for it. I'm not, I'm not shitting on work, but um, 
No, you don't. You don't go there because you've got yeah. a million opportunities. You go there when you don't have yeah. a million opportunities, unless you're at the early part. Of your right, right. So, does that? You know what I mean? Like there's. No, totally. I think it's funny because I, when I when I look at those shows, you can kind of sense that, but I never really. Like officially, it was like, oh well, that must be what's happening. They must just be taking. It That's what's happening. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting because, that, like I said, I don't think I feel like most people wouldn't know that. Outside well, of I'm business. talking about network TV. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is still great to be. There is some great work being done on cable. TV. Oh yeah, yeah. Now that that's different. That's different. Oh no, no, I know you're talking about the CSI. I'm talking about ABC, NBC, CBS. Yeah. You do not go there if you have. Other opportunities. Do you mean uh, like uh, what about even like the half-hour sitcom show? Okay, mm. I don't know that. I don't know because a lot of them are so bad. I, d I don't. Right, I right. don't know. Now again, if you're in the early part of your career, work is you're yeah, yeah, thrilled. Right. Um, and if it's maybe your own series, which I don't know why anyone would want like a show that is built around them and right. even their name is in the title. Uh, that that I don't. Were know. you ever offered that? In your yes, career? that is not. Like yeah, TV back in the day, yes, yes, no, 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 it's corny. Okay. But, um, uh, yes, there, that, because you, you, uh, it could be interesting, you know what I mean? Like, and there's, and, and also you go into it thinking this can be good. So that's a little bit different too. I'm talking mostly about the legal and yeah, crime yeah. procedural hour drama. Right. On like ABC and, and yes, right. the the, the, All the, ones the chains, the, the franchises. Yeah. Where they just keep moving. Places. Yes. That is when doors have closed right. to you, unless you're at the beginning of your career. Right. Yeah.